Hi, welcome back to Lit Centric Radio, the podcast that truly is a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Julie Webb. I'm really excited to be back here for season two, just in time for the start of the new school year. I've seen lots of great photos online of everyone getting their classrooms ready and getting ready to meet their new students, and I hope everyone has a wonderful school year. I'm really happy that Lidcentric Radio is back for season two. Uh, We're actually going to be hosting three different seasons this year, uh, seasons two, three, and four, and each season will have about 12 episodes in it, so you can look forward to 12 different mentor texts and the lesson ideas that go with them. And also, we'll hopefully have some bonus episodes in there, too. So if you subscribe to Litcentric Radio, uh, especially in Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, platform that you choose to listen to Litcentric Radio, if you subscribe, then you'll get the automatic downloads right into your feed, and you'll be ready to go. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, I'd like to actually share a five-star rating and review that just came in just before we started recording today, actually. And um, this review comes from LLMM, and the title is Invaluable Resource. And it says, this podcast will really help you take a deep dive into text with students of all ages. It's a great resource for teachers, reading specialists, and literacy coaches. I suggest adding it to your library and sharing it with your grade level partners. Well, thank you so much, LLMM. I agree. I hope that you all will share it with your grade level buddies. It's a great kind of professional learning resource for you. Um, I want to keep providing episodes and keep helping teachers because that's what I love to do. And if you could share that with your grade level team, I would really appreciate it. We get more listeners and uh, share some ideas and help one another out. So another thing I'm really excited about for the upcoming seasons for this school year is the way that I've actually um, put together the Lit Centric Radio lessons that go along with each episode. So if you log on to LitCentric.com and hit the shop tab, um, you can go to the LitCentric store and there you'll find the uh, growing bundle of lessons. And what I've done is taken all the lessons from season one. So that's 12 different lessons, uh, one for each episode. And uh, I put them all together into one uh, resource. And I'm going to be adding each um, lesson for each episode in the upcoming seasons into that kind of a big you know, repository or big library of lessons. And if you click on that resource in the LitCentric store, you'll find that uh, the very first episode of LitCentric Radio, which was um, Don't Let the Pigeons Drive the Bus, that lesson is free for you to download. Take a look at what that resource looks like and kind of get a sense of how those lessons are organized. Now, if you remember from season one, I'm a big proponent of teachers making the important and key instructional decisions on their own for students. I do not support a scripted curriculum type of approach to education. I'm a national board certified teacher and there's no way that you can get board certified if you are following a script. Because teachers, you are smart enough and you've got enough experience, enough expertise to make solid decisions for your students. And any resources that I put together, I'm not gonna have a script for you to follow. Because for one thing, I don't know your students, only you do. And so you're the one who needs to make the great decisions and decide how to use different parts of the materials that I provide, what adjustments you're gonna need to make, how to scaffold that for students, and maybe what additional supports they might need. So please take those ideas in there and make them even better to meet the needs of your kiddos. So for our season two, we're starting off today with a book that I know everybody loves, and it's on the top of people's 
um, you know, back to school read aloud lists and it's enemy pie. If you're interested to see the books that we're going to feature on season two, I actually already have them on litcentric.com. So if you log on and go to the listen tab, you can click on season one to again, you know, listen to the ones from last season, buy the books there, um, you know, remind yourself of some of the lessons that we have there. Um, and also you can go and click on the season two link that's on that listen tab. And there you'll see the upcoming um, books that we're going to feature, links to purchase those books if you don't already own them. And um, you'll see the date when those lessons uh, will be, or those episodes will be dropped. So remember these episodes um, release on Monday mornings uh, every week. Oh, and one last thing to tell you about, gosh, we got to get to our lesson. (laughs) I'm just so excited to finally be back on season two. One last thing to tell you about is um, from our season one books, something I did last season was um, actually videotape myself showing you what the bridge charts can look like and how you might build those with your students and just talk through it a little bit more compared to what we did on each episode. That way you can get a little bit more of a sense of what a bridge chart really looks like, how the interactive process kind of goes with students, and um, also you get that visual. Uh, because obviously we're limited to that in, in the podcast arena. So if you go to litcentric.com, there's now a new tab called Watch. And if you click on the Watch tab, you'll see um, those videos from every single uh, episode from season one. So episodes one through 12. You can also find those on the Litcentric YouTube channel and along with some other videos. And I'm hoping that this year to add even more videos to that that are even, um, even outside of the podcast, some other um some other topics and things to be featured uh, to help promote literacy instruction and support teachers. So without further ado, my goodness, let's get into today's lesson and episode. We're going to take a look at sentence fluency with the text Enemy Pie. And um, one of the reasons I love this book, I mean, I don't know who doesn't love this book. Uh, I heard about it many years ago, um, probably when it was still pretty new. And then later on, they actually used it in a Reading Rainbow episode, which you know my literacy crush, LaVar Burton. And if he's going to feature a book, you know it's going to be a great book. So check out that episode for yourself. But this book is so relatable for kids, even I mean, adults too, but There's such a relatable childhood problem being featured in the book and then a surprising solution, which of course, you know, is very satisfying for kids to hear about. And even though a lot of of folks like to use this book, especially at the beginning of the year to support students in developing friendships and maybe not making assumptions and, you know, being inclusive and things like that, um, I really want to focus on... Um, the author's craft a little bit and using it to be a little bit more playful with students, especially the beginning of the year when I want writing activities to be really positive um, and really, you know, just really rewarding for kids because I want to start them off on the right foot because in my classroom, students write several times a day. Writing is um, a huge feature of our class across the um, subject areas, across the curriculum. And I want um, students to have some playful experiences with that so they can have some fun learning through language. So we're going to explore sentence fluency through some creative predicting that we're going to do. And uh, we're going to do that through um, a little bit of playful poetry. So we'll explore sentence fluency that way. So stay tuned for today's lesson to understand how it works. Have you joined Litcentric's email list yet? 
You can get the latest on upcoming episodes and some freebies, including Litcentric radio lessons from time to time. You'll also get first dibs on my running record course that's coming out this fall in 2019. If you log on to litcentric.com and scroll down about halfway down, you'll see a link there to become a Litcentric insider. Go ahead and click on that, enter your email, and uh, you'll stay up to date, and I won't smother your inbox. Let's take a look at today's text, Enemy Pie. It should have been a perfect summer. My dad helped me build a treehouse in our backyard. My sister was at camp for three whole weeks, and I was on the best baseball team in town. It should have been a perfect summer, but it wasn't. It was all good until Jeremy Ross moved into the neighborhood right next door to my best friend Stanley. I did not like Jeremy Ross. All right, Enemy Pie is fantastic. Every kid loves Enemy Pie. I don't know one who doesn't, actually. And I've used this book and this lesson idea I'm going to share today with several different grade levels, even some kinders early in the school year. Um, it can be easily modified to support them um, and any kind of emergent reader situation that you have. So let's actually talk about what we do with this book. Now, I mentioned earlier that um, I leave a little sticky note on that particular page that when the boy's kind of wondering, you know, what's in an enemy pie and it smells so good and that kind of thing, because I want students to make some kind of fun predictions at this point. Now, students um, generally get the idea that enemy pie is supposed to be full of gross stuff, right? Because the boy brought, you know, the weeds and the worms and the rocks and his gum and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the playful part that we want to continue with with students. So what I like to do is build um, a bridge chart um, using adjectives and nouns that the students help me generate, and then also some sentence frames to help them build uh, a poem that makes them really successful and really practice the sentence fluency that we're talking about. So to, uh, the bridge chart that we build, um, most of it, actually about two-thirds of the chart, is going to be filled with adjectives. And I will explain to students, you know, what adjectives are, words, you know, that are describing nouns and um, that describe things that we see and hear and touch and taste. And we're going to build a list of adjectives of all the things that we think belong in enemy pie. Now, once in a while, a student will suggest something like apples, and I'll say, oh, do you mean rotten apples? And they'll say, oh, yeah, rotten apples. And so if a student gives you something, you know, that sounds delicious or that's found in a normal pie, there's a way to twist it around and make it gross. But we're trying to think of all these kind of gross words um, that we can use to describe things. And then the bottom um, third of the chart is um, the nouns that we want to do. So we're generating these lists of words, but they don't necessarily build sentences yet. That's going to be in the next part of the chart. So some examples of things we might um, have for adjectives are like crunchy, slimy, stinky, brown, you know, crusty, you know, those types of words. And um, I will have students generate as much as they can. And then I just fill in the gaps, um, you know, as needed and give them even some of these things will even be just synonyms. You can even have a few generated ahead of time. Um, on your own so that you can fill in the gaps for students who maybe have a hard time generating some descriptive words. The nouns um, sometimes are a little bit easier for students. In this case, they're just more concrete. And even students who are beginning stages of English can come up with something, even if it's just repeating something they saw in the book, like rocks or weeds or worms. That's totally fine to add those onto the list. 
Um, some of the things that students often say is like, um, you know, mud or, you know, like we said, rotten apples. Sometimes they'll do something kind of extra gross like blood or something. And so um, generally we have to stay away, obviously, from like the violent side of enemy pie, uh, which inevitably someone will come up with something like that. And I'll just kind of curtail that and say, we're not going to add that to the chart. It's not appropriate for school, something like that. So once we have our adjectives generated in our nouns, we do want more adjectives than nouns because the way the poem is set up, um, we need two adjectives for every noun that we use. And um, on the lesson that you can get from litcentric.com, um, we have uh, the first couple sentences of the poem, and it's more of like a chant kind of a thing. And this isn't a poem that I expect students to have um, good cadence or uh, rhyme necessarily, because that's a much more difficult poem to generate. This is a poem that you can generate very quickly and actually chant together and practice that sentence fluency because we want the sentences to sound good as we read them out of our mouths, right? That's the whole idea. So um, in this case, we have um, a refrain that we repeat um, over and over, and it's enemy pie, enemy pie, I'm going to make some enemy pie. And then with students, in general, I ask each of them to generate four different sentences. So the first sentence, well, each sentence actually would have two adjectives and then a noun. It's more like a phrase. It's not a complete sentence. So um, it might sound something like crispy, crunchy, skunk tails. Right? So we have crispy is our first adjective, crunchy is our next, and then skunk tails is the noun. Or um, juicy, slimy, mud. Right, So two adjectives and then um, a noun. And students are encouraged to use that bridge chart that we made. They can literally just pull you know, adjectives, um, that language right off the chart, add it onto their paper as well as the nouns. And of course, is there something that they came up with on their own that didn't make it onto the chart? They are more than welcome to use it as long, again, as it's not, you know, something violent or super inappropriate. But that's easy enough to take care of in the moment. So um, students fill out, like I said, four adjective noun phrases. And then the, the refrain repeats again. Enemy pie, enemy pie. I'm going to make some enemy pie. So I have an example for you of what this might sound like. And I do an example uh, on my own uh, for students to model that. And I also want to model for them how we're going to read it. And um, like I said, it's more of a chant form. And I even encourage students to snap their fingers with me or some of my um, younger students couldn't snap yet. And so they could just, you know, clap their hands or, or um, kind of clap their hands on their laps kind of a thing, just so we had a rhythm to kind of, um, you know, say the poem to. So this is an example of one that I might write um, and share with students so they get a sense of what it sounds like. Enemy pie, enemy pie. I'm going to make some enemy pie. Crispy, crunchy skunk tails, juicy, slimy mud, stinky brown worms, sticky, sticky cobwebs. Enemy pie, enemy pie. I'm going to make some enemy pie. And the great thing is, is the students have generated a poem very quickly. Again, they didn't have the pressure of, you know, perfect rhythm or cadence, perfect rhyming, all that kind of stuff. I'm not even concerned about spelling or anything at this point. I really just want students to play with language, to generate ideas quickly, and to learn to use a bridge chart um, to help them write because those are some basic foundational kind of building blocks that we're going to use every single day in my classroom. And so I want to get students exposed to that quickly. Also, 
a lesson like this at the beginning of the year is a really quick win. It's a quick win for you and for students. They generate writing quickly. They find it, you know, fun and creative. And that's, again, something I want my students to associate with writing is that it's an, a joyful, you know, um, experience that they can be successful with. For younger students, maybe like in kindergarten, for example, beginning of the year, maybe even some first graders too. Um, or maybe, you know, if you're teaching like beginning English learners or in special education, I might ask students just to generate one of those descriptive phrases um, and give them maybe a sentence strip or just a strip of paper and make it really concrete. Maybe even give them three different index cards or sticky notes and write, you know, one uh, one adjective and then another adjective and then the noun on separate stickies and have them lay it out that way and kind of, um, you know, let them maneuver it a little bit and move things in and out together, build it that way together on the chart and just get kids helping you um, generate those kind of uh, sentences together. Again, they don't have to actually put their pencil to paper themselves independently for it to be a good writing lesson. We're teaching kids a lot about writing here in a lesson like this, even though uh, they're generating something small and quick. I also think it's a great idea and um, this type of activity. Once students, you know, have read one of their poems, you can go around and have each student read their poem in between that enemy pie, enemy pie refrain. And the entire class can end up sort of having this chant that goes on and on and on with every kid's contributions. Um, also, you can take that and, and put all those papers into a class book, and then students can read that, you know, later on, um, you know, in the class library, put it in their book box, and that kind of thing. It actually becomes a lot of fun to do that. There's another great idea if you were um, wanted to get a little bit more mileage out of this. This could be a great um, independent literacy center for the beginning of the year. They could make another enemy pie poem, again, using the same chart, or they could even work on making like, um, you know, a friendship pie poem. And what were the wonderful things that you would put in a friendship pie, you know, poem um, and build, build a chant uh, that way. There's a lot of things you can do uh, with, with a text like this. And hopefully that was a new idea that you can explore uh, with your students. Once again, if you go to letcentric.com and uh, hit the shop tab, uh, you can be taken to the Litcentric store, and on there I have the uh, lesson that goes along with this um, this text, Enemy Pie, episode 13, and it includes um, text-dependent questions that I would use specifically with this text uh, throughout our reading, kind of before, during, and after the reading. It also includes uh, the writing task um, with that fluency poem, the sentence fluency poem that we did together, gives you writing paper even to use with students, a couple different versions. And also there's a photograph in there of what the bridge chart looks like. So it makes a really quick and easy resource for you to use. You can print um, those uh, text-dependent questions out on sticky notes and use them over and over again. It makes it really quick and easy. And again, a quick win for you and students at the beginning of the school year. And it's a great kind of community building activity as well. Well, I hope you liked our text today. Once again, I'm thrilled to be back for season two, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day at school. I'd love to connect with you on social media. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at Litcentric Everywhere. Hope to hear from you soon.